Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here are your hosts, Kathy Kay and Tommy. Hey, Tommy. How are you today? I'm good. How are you today? Good. You're actually on time today. I know. Like, I think maybe you were even two minutes early. I, I can't believe it. I know. Are um, you going to be nice to me on this podcast today? No, I'm going to be myself. I'm very nice to you. I started the last podcast talking, giving you, telling you that all the compliments that people said about you and how great you are on the podcast. That's true. Okay. So why are you only, oh, are you a, cat, a cup half empty person? A what? A cup half empty. Like you only see the cup half empty. Why don't you hear my compliments? No, I'm not a glass half full. Were you abused as a child? Well, only mom, when I was bad. <laughs> you told me a story about your mom when she whacked you in the face at this door. Yeah, you were went to the store. No, no, and you no, were that, in- there was when um, free then the vacuum packed coffee first came out, and I knocked a package over, and it made that cool <laughs> sound. I thought it was amazing, so I took a pen out of my mom's purse, and she went on to the next aisle. So I started puncturing <laughs> all the things, and then when I got bored of it, I just left. And my mom went to check out, and they came up and they said, "Excuse me, ma'am," they threw my mom out of the A and P, and my mom left the cart there and was like, you know, upset. It didn't seem like she was upset with me. So when we got in the car, she said, oh, are you okay? I said, yeah, mom. I can't believe they made us leave. She goes, horrible, horrible. We'll go to ShopRite. Is your seatbelt on? I said, yes. She goes, you okay? I said, yes. I thought I was in the clear. Two belts to the mouth. Yeah, I loved it. You told the story better the first time. Like, she didn't say one word. She let you do. She let you be bad. She kept oh, her cool. Yeah. She got in the car. She turned around. She wailed you right Beat in the, the face. Beat the shit out of me. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. I don't believe in that. But I think it's hilarious. No, I think children these days, every once in a while. A calculated ass kicking. Oh God, I don't agree. Not like a constant beat. I, <laughs> I go to buy babe. I go to buy buy baby a lot now because mm-hmm. I'm shopping for baby stuff. And some of these up up uptown women, the way they treat their children. In what sense? They're not hitting them, or the, and they should, or they're hitting shaking them, and them hitting them, them, and cursing at them. Right. So how do you think? I, and that's what you agree with? No, right. I said calculated. Calculated like slaps. No, let something really build up, and then the straw that breaks the camel's back, <laughs> you unload. You know, my sister has three kids, and they're all like really good kids, and I've never seen her hit them once, and my, they're really well behaved. So my, I think if you train them properly, you don't need to yeah. hit them. I mean, my sister's like that. She's never. She doesn't. They, they don't. They never spank their kids, but. She put, like, the fear of God into them. Right. So isn't that better? Hitting kids is so shameful. I think it's shaming, and I don't think it's good. Shaking. What about a good shaking? She, I don't know. But do you remember, like, my parents would put soap in my mouth. And maybe it was because I was potty mouth. Pomo, the worst. Oh, my God. Think about how archaic that was. I've even asked my mother, like, now when we're, like, how could you have done that? And she's like, I don't know. Like, there's something fucked up and wrong. And that's an appropriate There's something wrong with that generation, the shit that they used to do to kids. Putting soap in someone's mouth? I mean, what the hell? I don't know. But I got soap put in my mouth a lot. Me too, obviously. Didn't I was work. Always cursing. You're still swearing. <laughs> I'm very rebellious. You tell me not to do something. Like I quit drinking, by the way, ten years ago. That's my story. Congratulations. I'm very, sober. You, I, I'm you. very proud of you. Thank you. Because you know. were a mess. I was. I was a crazy drunk. She 
was a mess. Yeah, and I really quit. And I went to AA like a couple times. And I was like, I don't know how people do it. Because if I went to, I had to quit. And I've been successful as a non-drinker for 10 years without it. Um, Because for me, I'm so rebellious that if I went to a place every day, because they say you have to go every day. And, you know, you go every day. And all you talk about is not drinking. And all they do is tell you that you can't drink. And, I mean, that would make me want to drink. Like, the more you tell me not to do something, the more I want to do it. I remember at the time, instead of going to AA, what I did was I went to therapy. And I increased my therapy sessions. And I remember I was telling my therapist how much I hate AA. And she was like, oh, well, you don't have to go to AA. Like, there's just all these other things. And, like, she was, like, very anti-AA. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to go to AA. Like, all of a sudden, when she was against it, I was like, screw you. Like, maybe I want to go to AA. Like, I just want to do the opposite. So things like that don't work for me. What that was w- the point? That would have been good advice for a guy in high school with you. Yeah. Kathy, I don't want you to blow me. Totally. Don't even think about blowing me. Totally. <laughs> I will get, like, if I want a guy and I can't have him, it, it, sometimes it's hard for me to, like, let go of that, you know, because I, I like to get what I want. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm rebellious. And so, you know, for me, yeah, my parents, no matter what they did to me, I was a very difficult kid because I was super smart and I was a very much an out-of-the-box thinker. So if my parents said, you can't do this or you can't do that, I'd be like, yes, I can. And the truth is, you can. Like, your parents could say you could have to stay home, but unless they tie you up into a chair... You could go out. I, like, I'd be like, unless you tie me up on this chair, I'll climb out the window, I'll unscrew the door, I'll jump out the wall. Like, I'll do anything. I can do whatever you wanna I want. You want to know why? Why? Because you didn't have parents that would beat you. No, my father beat the shit out of me all the time. That's why I don't believe in it. That's what, why you you're kidding? running. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so it didn't matter that they beat me. I didn't care. I took it. I did. I, it was more important <laughs> to me. I took it. It was more important <laughs> to me to do what I wanted to do. I was so rebellious. It was terrible. And I don't think it's healthy to hit your kids. Because then what happens? I mean, it's weird. I'm not a violent person at all. I never, I was always good with my mouth verbally. Like nobody, no girls ever tried to beat me up or anything because I could be vicious with my mouth. But um, so I never, yeah, I never fought. <laughs> physically with people but you think i would because of all the violence that my dad and it was weird my dad never hit my brother or sister just me i was Mm. the bad one the black seed the black sheep whatever the devil (laughs) child (laughs) totally yeah exactly well and when your father's a priest you know my father's a priest yes a reverend a very reverend you were so devil child child would be the proper term in a holy household yeah so we have a caller calling in today i'm still putting ads on craigslist um i tried new jersey i'm gonna go out to other cities Right. Yeah, I tried New Jersey and it's weird. I didn't get that many replies. I think I should probably stick with the bigger cities because I think bigger cities have a more of a, you know, the demographic that we're looking for. Or maybe uh, people- what was the guy's name? John was from Philadelphia. Yeah, but they're looking, but what they're coming through New York. So oh, obviously, okay, okay, even okay. if they're in New Jersey or the outside suburbs, they're looking for freaks in New York. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, Nobody's yeah, yeah. looking for anything interesting in New Jersey because I posted all over there and people just flagged my things like little narcs, like tattletales. Like it's so ridiculous. Like who cares if my my ad is improperly placed? Like who's going and pressing spam? It's so stupid. The but. tranny who's looking for clients. <laughs> in, <laughs> She's like oh, taking yeah, right. up my ad space and I'm not getting good at tranny traffic here <laughs> you're actually right that's a smart tranny yeah uh, yeah i'm thinking it's like some little narc like who yeah. like the do-gooder you know like, like who do they think they are i'm the one yeah. who got the surgery like fuck the, her yeah the craigslist <laughs> police but you're right it's probably somebody that's on there that's really trying to use this to get laid or whatever yeah yeah so um I she went didn't back even to new post york pictures <laughs> i went back to new york i'm gonna eventually go to like miami 
you know, the bigger cities, I think, because that's where, you know, the people that we're looking for are. And um, this guy is pure sex. It's all about bondage, dominance. What BDSM is bondage, dominance, submission, and masochism, BD, right? Yeah, bondage and sadomasochism or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, sadomasochism. <laughs> this is stupid. Um, and here's his email. I've entered into the BDSM scene as a dom. I've always had the traits and have recently acted on it, and I've now trained two subs. Both have moved on, and I'd like to know the best places and ways to meet new prospective subs. The thing that scares me about this call is like, I don't know anything about that scene. Do you? No. So we don't. So maybe you should start Googling. Tell us what you know about the scene, because I feel bad that we can't. I want him to call in because I just want to find out about the scene. You know, I mean, it's not something that I'm I, into, I, but it's I, interesting. I wasn't in the scene or anything. I didn't go, ever go to any of these parties, but you know, I, I dated a lot. And I actually met some girls that were kind of into that. Did and they tell you where they went out? No, nah, they never. Eh, they never really told me where they went out or anything. But um, I knew one time when I was this was like ninety four. There was a club in Manhattan called the Vault. Yeah, I, I think um, everyone knows the Vault. One of my one of my good friends' sisters from high school was a dominatrix, mm-hmm. and we actually I actually went there and saw it. And I mean, but they're doing everything in front of everybody, and like full like, on sex. But it, it wasn't always about sex, right? Let me ask that, you this: so Did you find it erotic? Um, like at, a turn on? Did at you get first, at first, because it was new, it yeah. was like wow. Yeah. But then after a while, you're like, all right, I'm bored. Like bored? No one's really fucking. Everybody's like hitting each other or you're straining each other and right. it's like you know it's this denial thing and it, it's too like, much foreplay it's like dude i want to get in i want to get out i got shit to do you know right it but turn um you on. i one time dated a girl i know this story and i met her on match.com the the, the dog walker no 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 oh, first there was the girl that i met blonde haired nice like a librarian right she was younger than me she was a bartender this was 10 years ago, uh-huh. more than that, 11 years ago. And she was cute and funny. And like, I got off work and I met her, went and had some drinks and she was real bubbly, kind of like the girl next door. We got back to my apartment. This fucking girl put like my dog, uh, uh, like a like a collar on. I didn't have my dog at the time. Put a collar on, wanted me to spank her. This Lock and her in the closet. Yeah, and I was like, all right. And like I spanked her a little bit. And then, like, really, while we were having sex, I mean, she was making all these demands, and I, like, kind of let loose. And I thought I went too far, and she, like, came, and she was like, oh, I'm so happy we're into the same shit. Kind of didn't call that one again. The one you're talking about was recently. Well, not recently. It was a couple of years ago. Um, I met her. She was an older woman, and I found her attractive. She was nice. We went out for drinks. Then she came over, and she's like, well... I got to let you know what I'm into. And I was like, ah, fuck. You know, what's wrong? She's got a disease. Right. She's married or has some, there's some weird situation. She starts talking that, um, like, she wants to explore anal sex. I'm like, I can do that. (laughs) That's not a problem. (laughs) That's like not that big of a Um, deal. But then she got into the whole bondage thing. And that's when she, like, put the dog collar on. I was like, all right. I played along. And finally, I'm like, listen, I'm like, I'm walking you up and down the hallway and this and that. And finally, 
I couldn't think of shit to do to this woman. She would be naked though. Like she'd say, like, let's get naked. No, like, no, no. She didn't say let's do anything. She just like. But how? How did? Did you have a dog at the time? I did. Okay. And, did she? Um, did she take the collar off the dog, or did she have her own collar? No, she had. She had it in her pocketbook. Yeah, that's an interesting part of the story. And, because yeah, she that's had it. In fucking her, weird. Yeah, we weren't even didn't have that conversation yet. She yeah. pulled it out of her pocketbook. So I was like, fuck it. Like the, that one called YOLO, you know, I was like, let's do it. And I was doing it. But then she's like, oh, well, you know what I mean? What if I'd done this or I've been bad? And I'm just like going with it, going with it. Finally, I ran out of shit to like make this woman do. So I locked her in my closet. She asked for that, though, right? Kind of. kind of. So I'm like, yeah, get in the closet. So I locked the closet. And while she was in the closet, I, I like watched a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and what did she do? She and then like I was like, no, she was like, I heard her like moaning and stuff. I think she was like playing with herself. And then finally, you know, I, I was like, all right, I pulled her out of the closet. I made her blow me. And I was like, all right, wash up and get out. Right. Um, so you weren't into it. I Well, and then, but I would go out I'd get a little wasted. And I'd be like, you know what? Let me bring the dog collar lady over for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, totally. Because you're just so drunk. Not drunk, drunk, but like, you know, but it, it gets old fast. But, you know, I can see... It's a just, whole leather scene. Like the there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, it's just a lot of work. Right. You know? Right. When you don't need all that to get turned on. But different strokes for different folks, you know. For me, it, not so much. I need gum again. Sorry, I'm still having that taste. Oh, uh, the chomper. The metal taste is back. First of all, just so you know, Tommy, I taught you how to not chomp. Okay, I was a one chomper. of my biggest pet peeves that any of my friends will know. I'll just let the listeners know. I have something called misophonia. Okay, it's an actual disease. Misophony? No, misophonia. <laughs> Google it. M I S O. It's charging though. Okay, it's misophonia is um it's like a, a real disease and it happens to and I have it hardcore. It makes me very overly sensitive to noise and anything. I mean, I, besides chomping, if you sniff too loud or breathe too loud or click your fingers too much, any kind of constant little sounding irritant makes me want to kill somebody and other people have it too i mean somebody died in a movie someone killed someone in a movie theater because they were chopping their popcorn i go to movie theaters with my headphones like i have to put them in i can't listen what before i used to use my headphones my bose speakers movies are becoming dangerous places now yeah well before i would do that i would put um i would go to the bathroom and put toilet i would shove toilet paper in my ears and one time <laughs> i shoved so much toilet paper so far down in my ear that i couldn't get it out and I was like having a panic attack because I was like, <laughs> I'm going to have to go to the emergency room and explain oh. to like the hot doctor because all my doctors always happen to be hot. Like why I have toilet paper in my ear. And then I was able to get it out with a tweezer. <laughs> so is, I decided then I solved the problem. Is your doctor's <laughs> office on fantasy land? No, I have so many. Do I have so many doctor's stories. I have. I always want my doctors to be old and ugly. And they're always like these young, hot guys i mean that's and that's the truth and i have a, like a million hot doctor stories um which i get into but i'm hoping that our caller calls in um and uh so obviously if okay he's calling in oh i think i said 515 let me just email him 515 he's like two minutes late i really am very into like on time yeah you know that right yeah yeah i was on time today two minutes early yeah, I can't believe it. I lied to you. I, I? I book our callers for a little bit later, and I lie to you and make you come way early because I know you're going to hit traffic. Or you're not, you know, and, Can I use good. my two minutes for next time and come two minutes late and then be on time? No, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, you should always be here early. For me, on time is five minutes early. When I'm actually on time, I feel late. Like if I have an appointment for 3 o'clock, I'm always there at, you know, 
250 or 255 if i get there at three I, for some reason i feel late actually i like to be on time i mean one thing about my wife that that, that the only trouble is she is never on time but not just a little late like always late how old is your wife she is 28 29 oh thank god she's gonna make that move she's gonna make that move out of 20s 29 20s are horrendous it's awesome it's kind of. It's awesome. I, I can't stand 20-something. It's Not awesome. really. They think they know everything and they know nothing. Yeah, I'm sure I was horrendous when I was not, 20. She's not from the U.S. It's you think different. that makes a difference? Makes a huge difference. Okay, then whatever. The fact that she's never on time is really irritating. It is irritating. But you're never on time either, so I feel like uh, you so guys that, make a good pair. So Yes, but you must know <laughs> she's really not on time. <laughs> right. Like hour, half hour, how much late? Yeah, like an hour. Really? Yeah. So it's I lie about times. If we have too? to be yeah, somewhere at 6, uh-huh. I'm like, we have to be there at 5.15. Right. That's smart. That's what you got to do. Because, um, you know, if I'm looking in my emails to see what time this guy's calling in. Power. What's his name? Power Man? Power Man. Power Man. He's a dom. And he uh, recently, I just want to know how he crosses over. He must get, get girls from, like, how do you find, how do these guys find people to, that are into it? Because well, it's pretty much a silent community, right? Wh- Online, right? One thing I do know is... The dominant males uh-huh. are usually not. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool, too. Send me an email. Strictly Anonymous podcast at gmail.com. That's Strictly Anonymous podcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. The Walla Walla Music Fest returns to the Walla Walla Fairgrounds May 31st through June 1st featuring an incredible music lineup with Ben and Noel Haggard, Shane Prophet, Vegas McGraw, Colorblind, and Todd Hoffman. And don't miss the Crash Fest Demo Derby and the Rat Rod, Hot Rod, and Motorcycle Show. Grab your friends and family some blankets and relax on the lawn. Games, camping, food trucks, beer, and wine. Tickets are on sale now at WallaWallaFest.com. Veterans are free with military ID. It's all at the Walla Walla Music and Crash Fest May 31st through June 1st at the Walla Walla Fairgrounds. Grounds. Dominant guys in, in society. Here, here's a little guy. Hold on, we'll be right back. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story. And your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. Oh, you're on the air. Hello? Hey, Steve. How are you? This is Kathy, and you're on with my co-host, Tommy. Hi. How are you, Steve? Good. Doing good. We didn't know what to call you, but we just read your email, and we were discussing your situation. But why don't you refresh us and tell us what uh, your problem is or what what you're calling in about? Well, 
always uh, always had a very uh, active sex life, and recently <clears throat> uh, delved more into the BDSM role, and actually have um, had a couple of subs that I've, I've trained, and I've, I've been to a lot of the clubs and shows, and you know, just really um, getting very into this sort of lifestyle now. And I'm just curious. You know, if you were in this position and you were looking for prospective subs, you know, where would you where would you be looking? What would you do? Where would you go to? That kind of thing. But let me ask you this, because I have you calling in more because I'm so interested in how, like, in asking you questions about that whole scene because I don't really know that much. Tommy's gotten involved in it and knows more. But if you don't mind us asking you some questions first about your background, like, when was when did you get into this? How many years ago? Actually, it's been within the last year and a half that that's always been sort of dominant and in control. When you're but having never, sex with Rhett, when you were just in the regular world? Oh, it, it, it's certainly in the business world, which is, which is what I do, and then definitely in, the, uh, in my sexual world and behind closed doors. And so it was a natural progression to sort of go to the next level with, the paraphernalia, the whips, the chains, the cuffs, the whole the whole work. Maybe Fifty um, Shades of Grey helped this thing, or, or, or you know, brought it out in the open more. But uh, once I started moving to that next level, I was like, wow, this really is a lifestyle for me. This really is, you know, where I uh, where I see myself. Let me ask you this: How old are you? Uh, Fifty-five. Fifty-five. And be, like, have you ever been married? Oh, are yeah. you married? You're married now? Yes. Okay. So is this something that you do with your wife or you do on the side? Uh, on the side. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's totally anonymous. Nobody knows who the hell you are. So, you know, everything, you know, you could be honest with us. Um, and is it something that she knows that you do on the side? Does she take part in it or is this a secret life, like, you know, side life? This of is yours? a secret. This is, this is a secret life. And what's your sex with her like? I mean, do you have straight sex with her? And that's why, and you go yeah. off and do this with other people because they're into it. How, do you know for a fact that your wife's not into that kind of sex? Um, I think you're into it on a milder level, and yeah. that's fine. And it doesn't really affect. <clears throat> it's almost like two different, two different kind of worlds. One is kind of what I say is the normal uh, heterosexual man woman uh, sex life, but but. Um, more on where one person is in control. Not again, not with the paraphernalia and the whips missing and all that stuff. And then the other one is is sort of the next level of of you know complete submissiveness and control. Right, but I mean, did you ever try to go to that level with your wife, or do you not want to go there with her? It's a good question. I I think I think maybe it's a, a kind of both. Yeah, you right. Know, kind of both. The answer would be both. Right, so you don't you you have you have tried and she's not interested. Yes, right. Just to, to a certain level, then there's sort of lines you don't cross. There. Yeah, she she has her limits. Right, and plus maybe if you cross that line and let her really know that you're you know show your freak flag and she's like, what the hell are you into? You you know that could maybe cause some sort of issues in your relationship. Like, is it maybe a part of you not really wanting to reveal it? Because in case you know, in case she doesn't like it and it's a part of you, you don't want her to see. Yeah, she could think it's really kinky or weird. Oh my god, who, you know who that man kind yeah. of deal. Well, right, that, totally. And I'm then, sure that happens. That, that's in a lot of relationships. No, and that would make sense of why you keep it from her. Absolutely. Because, and then, and then she's going to think if I can't sort of like 
give this to my guy where you know what is he going to be doing how do you keep your if you're going to clubs and all these things on the side how do you keep this life private do you have i mean you know are you financially stable enough to have another apartment or like where do you do your business yeah so th- that's good that's a good point so the answer to that one is yes so it's very very successful financially but also i have like the perfect job so business executive high-tech company 50 percent of the time i'm on the road in a hotel somewhere right so it lends itself to this kind of lifestyle really easily so wherever you travel do you travel like do you travel to europe a lot or are you basically traveling in the united states abroad like where are you going all over the world the last uh two years and strictly in the u.s so and it's mostly big cities so it's the dallas the phoenix the san francisco la those seattle those kind of places yeah. Okay, and places. so do you hit Craigslist in those places, or do you just know the clubs from being in that scene? So when you go to the other, um, when you go to those cities, you have hookups and you get involved in them when you're there, like ahead of time. Yeah, I'll do. I, I do use the Craigslist, but also I'll do a, a search of um, on Set, Set Life, which is a BDS. What is it called? Set Life. Set T L I F E. Uh huh. And it's strictly for BDSM people actually throughout the world and. There's always club and what they call these munchies, which is where they'll have like lunches and people will be there and you could sort of meet people beforehand. But it's actually quite easy to find people in this lifestyle. You mean by through not doing that or just like in bars, you mean, when you say it's easy? No, no, no. I, no, I don't know how, you know, I mean, what I would say is it's easy to meet them through the websites and through Craigslist and that, not in bars or anything, because, you know, it's hit or miss. No, but, that's, that's um, too risky. No, you can't. Well, no, it's not even, how do you, how would you even know? I mean, the yeah. majority of people are not into that, right? So how are you going to weed out those people out without having to sort of out yourself to 20 women before you find the one that's into it? Um, and, but like the first time that you did it, like, were you out of town? Was it through an ad? Were you nervous? Did you get wasted? Or like, was it, so, you know, were you ready for it? Like, how did they cross that line the first time? And what was that about? It was perfect for me because the woman I met was quite a bit younger, uh-huh. um, very submissive, looking to be trained. Of course, I've never trained anybody before. So it was quite a bit of like reading and, you know, trying to get as much information as I can about this. And it was, well, let's go out to dinner and sit down and have a drink and talk first. And that's what happened. And we agreed we'd meet the second time. And then the second time, then we started to move to sort of taking this thing to the next level. Uh-huh. So, you know, a lot of people in this lifestyle, because it's just so much of giving up control, what you're really doing is you're, you're, you're one make sure you're with the right person. Yeah, I mean, there, there. there's obviously a great deal of trust that's instilled He's meeting strangers. How do you build that trust? So you, you, that's what you have to do. You have to talk exactly what he's doing. No, but that was his yeah. first time with that girl. You met her first, like before. Like, how did were you out of? Like, I want to know that first actual scenario. It was a year and a half ago. Is like when you actually meet cross the line, right? Yes. Yeah, so we we talked online. We uh-huh. talked on the phone for full off. We had each other's phone number and name, um, obviously email address, and then. It was dinner, so you sit across the table, look the person in the eye. You get feel for people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then after after that, it was uh, it was you know we, we both agreed we want to take this thing to the next level. And of course, you use the safe word, and you, you know. What Were you traveling the at the of, time, and you just brought her back to your hotel room? Yeah, exactly. That same night. Yes. Right. 
and um and she was a submissive and you were a dom and was she had she done this previous or was this her first time or was she more teaching you or were you already prepared to like take or were you nervous i think she she dabbled in it a few times and never really found the right person and <clears throat> you know never really had that chemistry of a click and i think we just clicked more on a personal level and then also on the physical level how old was she 26. 26. And and do you do you see these people regularly or is it no, most of the time a one-time thing? I mean, like, do you travel to the same places, oh, yeah. I'm assuming, because you're on business? Yeah, yeah, only when you travel to their city. So the one person I've seen regularly and then the other person uh, sort of got to a level where she wanted to be submissive to her husband. It was almost like it was a teacher with that person. It was, I really wanted to do this, but I don't know how, and, and just got it to a certain point where she was like really comfortable doing this with her spouse, and she was like, hey, thank you. I'm going to go off and do this on my own now with him. But the other person I still I still see from time to time. And do you always do business when you're on vacation, or do you ever fly her into the place where you live? I don't know what city you live in, but does she ever come into town where you live in, and you do fly-me-outs, or you basically see her when you're on the road? No, absolutely. If there's a case where I'm traveling, and I can get her out there with me, if she can get a day off, it, it, absolutely, I'll just take her with me. Right, you take her with me. But do you ever do this kind of behavior in the city where you live? Very um, cautiously. But you have done it. Yeah, that would make sense. And, oh, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it would make it would, doesn't make sense. Some people would never do it because they don't want to be caught. No, I'm like I said, very because, cautiously, yes. Oh, that makes sense. Right, Yeah, that course. makes sense. And where do you do that? In a hotel or at a club? Or do, you do, do you do the clubs in your city where you live? I will attend a club. Well, I live in New York, so uh-huh. there's plenty of clubs in, in Manhattan. So I will attend a club here and there more as a voyeur visual kind of thing, get ideas and actual, you know, get into it just because I want to make sure I've got people there that I know through my business world or, you know. Yeah, uh, have you contact. ever bumped into somebody that you knew? Thank God, to this day, that has not happened. That's that's a good knock on wood, huh? Because, you know, there's probably yeah. so many people walking around in your offices and offices and suits, and, you know, nobody knows what people do. That's why I love Dateline, because all these really wealthy, powerful people die, and then all the, the stories come out the woodwork, and it's always so fascinating. Like, there's, like, yeah. you know, hookers and strippers that they're married to or Thai girls that they have babies with. I mean, you know, you just never know these secret lives of anybody, you know? So uh, do, you have any, do you have any success... At these clubs, meeting people. Oh yes, oh yeah. Well, more at what they call if you if you ever go up to like I say Bet Life, there's routine um, munch, munchies they call these where there are, there are luncheons where people who are either in the in the lifestyle who are trying to get into the lifestyle want to get into the lifestyle meet. It's sort of like this open group. Everybody goes and has like a buffet lunch and you get to meet people and talk. That's really what I found the best place to meet people. Right. Is that, they're called munchies? Munchies, yeah. Interesting. And where do they hold them? Like the Ramada Inn Conference Lounge? <laughs> yeah, like in the Garden City in one of the hotels. They'll, they'll, they'll rent a room. You know, to any place that they have in the catering hall or have me at, they just think that it's a group function for... Um, What's the demographic? Uh, like, I've not, I find it interesting because it's not a world that I've ever been involved in, but I love to know about it. Um, what's the demographic? Are the people attractive? Are they not? Are they young? Are they old? Are they like, I mean, what do you see as like the trend or is it just like across yeah, the board? It, it, 
it's a bell curve. Like, if, like La Trapeze is a place that's uh, I've heard of that, yeah. Club in, in Manhattan. I think it's on 28th. Yeah. And if you go there and you, you watch, you'll really get all kinds. You'll get teachers, you'll get lawyers, you'll get heavy people, you'll get attractive people. It's really... A mixed a, bag. Um, yeah, it's a bell curve of people because, and, and some people you just wouldn't ever expect it. You right. know, like the woman that I'm, I'm with is a teacher. You know, they would never in the school know or think that she would be into this kind of lifestyle. The other thing is there are these um, uh, shows that they do, trade shows for all the equipment, the floggers, the whips, the chains, you know, all that, the handcuffs, all that stuff. And they'll do this, they'll rent like, uh, you know, like a, a hall of the Javits Center in uh-huh. New Jersey. That's actually a pretty decent place to meet people, too, oh, if you course. go to any of those shows. And there's always there's hotels very close by. <laughs> Yeah, and do yeah, they do exactly. they at the trade shows? Do they advertise parties? Of course, I'm sure people have they booths. They do. They do. They actually have um, booths, right? Uh, the demonstrations of the equipment. You, you know, uh, it's full full fledged. They'll have like uh, uh, places where they're you know real life dungeons. It'll be it's well, really it's kind of heavy interesting. Duty. <laughs> And but it's like under like fluorescent that. lights, but there's action going on. Yeah, but isn't it? Isn't this also this this scene? It it, it can get quite expensive, right? I'm sorry, say that again. Uh, th- th- this scene and this lifestyle also can get quite expensive, right? I mean, oh yeah, yeah, not yeah. just the equipment, but I know I knew a couple of girls that I was friends with uh, in Manhattan that were actually dominatrix, and I mean, just to go to them, it cost uh, a fabulous amount of money. Yeah, the, the equipment, like you said, the equipment is very expensive. I mean, anything, you know, you buy a flogger, a really good whip, I mean, several hundred dollars. Uh, the, the course, that's very expensive. Everything's very expensive. It's, you know, it's got to be safe and, and all that. Where um, do you keep your equipment just, if you can't keep it at home? Well, it's hidden. I hide it. I actually hide it at the house. You do? Where? I want to know. <laughs> Just so that when I'm married, because I'm never going to be married, but one day well, I'm going to go look in that spot. <laughs> Where okay, do you hide it? Now I'm really giving you a lot of info. That's um, cool. Okay. This is I why we call, have everyone calling anonymous so people could be real. In my car, in my car, under the well, under wow. where the tire is. Uh-huh. Nobody would ever go there. I um, would totally go there. It's no, a total you secret space. It's like an obvious. Yeah. You have to. That's an obvious secret no space. No one's gonna go there. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Never. Wow. That's. Never I yet. don't think that that's very safe. I think you should just find a new hiding spot. How do you know that your wife's not gonna be driving your car one day? Listen, this is what's gonna happen. Tire. Yeah, she's gonna get a flat tire. A nice cop is gonna come along. He's gonna open up the thing and he starts helping her, and he's gonna take the tire out, and then he's gonna look for nuts and bolts, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, let me look in here," and then she's gonna get busted on like Route 95. <laughs> <laughs> And Let's put it this way: triple, triple A might find it, but that's the only person. All right. <laughs> I think you. I don't think that that's such a great spot. You think that's a great spot, Tom? I don't think it's. Eh, I don't think his wife's going to go there. Uh, the only, uh, the only way for her to find out would be to have a certain situation like that happen. Like a flat tire. Yeah, but that's what happens in life. Don't you get it? That, oh, it's, what is it called? Murphy's Law. What is it called? I guess. <laughs> Shit like that always happens. Yeah. I suggest. 
probably the only good advice I'll ever give you on this call because I don't really know anything about your world is to rehide your whips and chains. Like there's, a, it's like when people murder people, like they always put them in the backyard or they're gonna put them in the car. Like there's so many better places for those whips and stuff. Like go, you have a lot of money, go get a storage unit or something. Why are you driving around them in your car? If you get killed in that car one day, knock on wood, and then the cops go to the scene and then your wife has to be at court and she has to find the evidence. Like it's not a good thing. Seriously, you don't want to die like that. Hide your, <laughs> hide your whips and chains. What? You're about having it in the cars. You never have to worry about getting it in and out. But I totally agree with what you're saying. Uh, but I just haven't found a better spot. Shit happens, dude. You have so much money, right? Like you make a ha- like you know you're a million dollar man. You could find a better place. You have to be smart yep. to have had this kind of success. Think a little bit out of the box. Right. Tommy's irritated right now by the fact that I'm like talking to him about the where I'm he's not irritated it. oh okay um but no I, I i'm interested i mean i and and how uh when you go to these clubs like trapeze or something like this trade shows and you don't meet that many i mean where's most of your success come from online craigslist yeah, he already said that what i want to know is because people could pay for dominatrix right do people pay for submissives like, are there, like, I know that oh, so there's girls that are doms, right? Are there girls that you could just, do you ever solicit that? Or, like, are there girls out there that you could solicit no. or no? No. No, interesting. Not, it, Why not? It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be real to me. It's, it's just too right. phony. To, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be natural. Yeah. Right. A sub would never, a submissive would never be taking, my, like, would never be that way, right? That's not the nature of it. And you really want it to be real. Yeah. Yeah. It's a business relationship, and which is not what I'm looking for. True. I, I can see that. Because she's not really submissive if you're paying her. Right. It's like pretend. Yeah. You want the real deal. Are most of the people that you meet married like you too and living a secret life? Actually, most of the people I meet are uh, either single in the lifestyle or married and they're both in the lifestyle. I'd say I'm more in the minority. Right. Interesting. And you, so your are, wife has no idea. People. No. Right. And how long have you been married for? Oh, over 30 years. And before you started this lifestyle, were you also cheating on her, like, with regular sex with people throughout your marriage? I always traveled all over the world and always, you know, you go to Singapore or Thailand or Japan. Of course. You know, Ooh, hookers galore. <laughs> you can't not. You can't not do it. Right. A girl in every port. Amsterdam, you know, you just, you just can't. It's just, the temptation is just too much. Would you do hookers? No. I mean, you know, it's different in some cities like in Singapore it's more you buy the person dinner and you do this and you do leave them some money but it's it's not um, the traditional like the way we think about it you know they cook you breakfast they right they, I've they, heard about that whole wash your thing. clothes it's pretty unbelievable right and I and I, what have you been to Brazil too I mean I think for $15 you could get like the hottest bitch to just like do whatever yeah, you want yeah I've been to Sao Paulo and and uh, uh, Rio several times in Buenos Aires and also to Chile. Right, and so that's like $15 a day for like the hottest girl, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what about and Amsterdam? Would you go to the actual brothel, like those those storefronts? Well, in, in Berlin, you know, they have a famous place called uh, Aramis Club, right? Yeah, yeah I've been to Berlin many times. Um, mm-hmm. in, in Amsterdam, you know, you, you have the, the windows and they have the red light on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just, just real pay your money and go in. I really haven't done that there. Um, that's a little bit too commercial for me. It's more like the places, like I say, Singapore, where you have that, it's like a, it's like a GFE, 
for the night. You know, they cook you dinner, you go out to eat, you, or, you know, when they cook the breakfast in the morning, you go out to eat, they, you, you stay with them the night, you throw them a few dollars, and you're done. Right. Interesting. It's like a real thing. Right. And you, and you have kids? I do. How many kids do you have? Two. Two kids? Um, so, and so you cheated with your wife before that. And then, and just because you just travel so much. And so you're calling in Tommy. I mean, you're, Tommy has had more experience in this lifestyle than I have. You've had a couple of girls, but yeah, were they you? were, they were like, in, they were accidental on my end. Like I started dating somebody or started seeing someone and then they would just expose that type of lifestyle to me. And, uh, right. you know, I found it interesting. Obviously, I, you know, I understand it's a, it's trust and, you know, but, it's a uh, whole thing. It's so it, much more. It's a whole thing. And unfortunately, when somebody's not in the lifestyle and somebody who's in the lifestyle and wants to get involved, it's it's a lot to take in at one time. I mean, they're, they're, I would, go ahead, I would I'm completely sorry. agree. I'm all, I've only got another minute here. But um, the one thing I would say, if anyone is looking to just find someone to have sex with, this is not the lifestyle. It is a complete commitment to somebody that's giving up control to me. There's a lot easier ways to do this than, than um, to go to the BDM lifestyle. A lot of people want to be doms because they think that uh, it's an easy way to get women. It's, it's, really, it's really a lot of work. Um, and it's a huge commitment. You really are taking on the responsibility of controlling someone else's life. When you really get into the high end of this, you're controlling what they eat, how they spend their money, where they go, what they dress, everything. It's, it's, it's a lot more responsibility than people think. Right. Mm-hmm. And but what's your problem now? Like the 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 online stuff and the clubs. It's not enough. Like you know, because I know you were calling in to find out where else could you meet people. Yeah, I like I you're. If there were people who had ideas about, oh, you should try this or you should try that. But I think I've got a lot of the bases covered, but I said if there's another base or two that I can pick up, I might yeah. as well find out about. Yeah, like unfortunately, I feel like we learned more from you than you learned from us. I could talk to you for like another hour. I know you have to go because I find it fascinating. That's why I wanted you to call in more so just to hear, you know, the truth about the situation. I think that that book, I never read it. But like you said, it made it a lot more mainstream and a lot more people like really into it. But I wonder if there are people that are into it like you are. You know what I mean? It's like try to be bondage people. Like, I don't know. That's kind of bullshit. And is it true also in that lifestyle? It's not about as much intercourse as you would think, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's more about the the control. The control and and the limits and stuff like that. And the restraints. Literally, when you're training somebody... You're starting out asking them to write journals for you, to keep a journal, to write essays, to do things just for control, just for control, and to see how serious the person is. I mean, that's how serious this lifestyle is. So wait, where do you put those things? Like, where are those things on your computer? Yeah, well, they're not on the computer. They're like in a cloud. They're in iCloud, right? <laughs> thank God for the iCloud. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, thank but God so, for the cloud. so you're doing. Do you have a separate? Do you have two phones? I do. Right, of course you would have to. I know guys like you, so I know how they do business. So you, ha- you have to. Every man with this cut, like wealthy yeah, you man, gotta you gotta got another you. phone. You can't be doing. You can't have your phone with your family and your real life in, with the other phone. No, That's too dangerous. Have those separate right yeah. so you have two phone numbers so you do all of your business with these women and all of your commands yeah. to them well, and what you well, want in email separately 
Absolutely. So we'll have to we'll have to talk again. I could talk to you for another hour, but I actually do have another appointment I have to go to right now. Okay, All awesome. Right. Thanks so much for calling in. See you bye. Thanks, guys. We'll do it again. Okay, bye. Okay, so Tommy, why were you I felt like you were irritated with this I guy. was. I mean, I tuned out a little Why? bit with this guy. He bothered me. What bothered you about it's him? It's just like, okay, I'm 55, I have a wife, a kid, and now I have this whole little secret lifestyle. And listen, motto of the show, let your freak flag fly. I get and it. And he was. And he was. But just for me, and I have nothing against that lifestyle, mm-hmm. but just for me, it's so much work. For what? Right. There's not a lot of, like... SCX going on, it no. seems like. And what? Like, I, first of all, the thing that freaked me out was these poor girls have to do like homework for him. They have to write essays and shit. Like, I would I rather like, kill myself. Who the fuck are you to make me write an essay? Well, that's the whole thing. I yeah. mean, it's some weird submissive thing, but I don't get it. I mean, and the whole thing, <clears throat> the whole thing with you know hiding the stuff in his car. I mean, it felt a little bad when you were like, uh, what happens when you die? Why do you feel bad? Do you actually think that by me saying that what happens if he dies, I'm like creating his death? Like, you think I have that power? No. I mean, thank you. I would take that as a compliment (laughs) because it doesn't matter what I fucking say. That guy, like, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. But I am telling you. I am obsessed with Dateline, 48-hour, those kind of stories. People get killed all the time. People are constantly murdering people. People constantly are getting killed. And it's always great when these kind of guys die, like the really wealthy ones. Because they always leave a bloodbath of sex and prostitutions (laughs) and baby mamas and... It's horrifying because I can't imagine being a widow and like having to choose between my feelings of sadness and hatred. You know what I mean? Like, what do you fucking do if you're? Oh, that's a, that was the wrong curse. Like, what do you do if you're really upset and your husband just died and then you have to deal with the aftermath of him trashing his reputation because all this stuff comes out in the news and online? You know where they find all this stuff about him? It's a terrible yeah, thing, and I really it's think just that like you're, you're grieving already because of the loss, and now all of a sudden you're like, all right. No, what's this, what's this repu- duffel bag of dildos in my husband's trunk? <laughs> totally. And on the, the then she finds out he has a separate phone, and she finds all this these stupid things online, the hard drive. I mean, I think the the worst thing she's going to find are those essays. Like, what the hell is that all about? It's so weird. <laughs> I didn't read that book. What's the book called? Fifty Shades. It's just so try to be. I'm sure every anymore? regular girl that won't even have anal is like really into that book, and she's like, oh, tie me up, but with silk scarves. You know, like is that really bondage? I, give me a break. Do you know what I mean? I think it's so try to be. I never read it, but um, I'm not really into that. But what I'm really into is starting a service. This is what I think, because now that I realize that so many of these guys have these secret lives and everything, and most likely they are going to die on a business trip or something when they're out of thing. I think that I should start a business, like a cleanup service, you know, where, listen, so, you know, I make them pay a retainer of a lot of money so that the minute they get off somewhere, whether they get murdered or they die and, you know, fucking a hooker in Brazil, like we get on it like immediately and we clean up the mess, sort of like a maid service. Yeah, like we second life cover up service. Oh my God, I love yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Second life. But you're going to yeah. have to have. Because it is a second life, but it's like all online because it's all virtual. Secret life cover up service. But you're going to have to have offices wherever, oh, no, these, we have wherever agents. these guys are. I will have agents all over. The, well, yeah, because they travel, right? So we have to, like, we get a call that this guy, you know, died in, you know, the hooker hut in Brazil. And then we got to go over there. We got to get his body out of the hooker hut, bring it to the hotel, clean up the mess, c- kill the hard drives. 
Call up AT and T. Pay erase someone off to erase the phone. Yeah, like it has to be a total cleanup service, so that at least when you know they're all at the funeral, yeah. his 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 whole reputation. It's not just for the family; it's also for him. Like these guys are very successful, and they do these really great things, and they have these little things that they like to do on the side, which is fine. I'm not judging that. Okay, yeah. I don't have a problem with the fact that he's into this shit on the side. Like he could do whatever he wants. The problem is every other people have a problem. So when he dies, and other people find out, they will dismiss everything he did in his life and he will forever be known as the guy with whips and chains in his in his trunk yeah. and he'll be laughed at and it's like a total disservice to yourself and if I had a friend that was doing this and he died I would want to do him like the service of cleaning up his life so that people would never know and would never judge him and you know define him by this little part of his life right. so I need to set up that thing and you I think should. it's such a great idea that maybe I shouldn't even like air this episode because someone's going to steal the idea it's kind of like a PR person for like dead rich people you would have to hire some like ex navy seal people or whatever oh i was thinking hot girls Ooh, like a james i don't know Bond, why like, yeah uh-huh. i don't know why i mean because they're dead and it's not like a but yeah i was thinking just like yeah and, totally uh, yeah mm-hmm. i just but getting back to the caller I, I just don't you know i get the whole sexiness of what the girl looks like in the you know, the bond- I don't even think they care about no, what no, the girl no, looks no, no, like, no. do but they? But the bondage, like, you know, outfits and stuff, I get that. But the appeal. But, the, you know, I, I see it as, like, Dungeons and Dragons for adults. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, like, this live role play stuff. When I was in college, I bartended at this bar. And mm-hmm. once a month, they did, like, on a Sunday night, they did, like, a fetish party. Mm-hmm. And I was like, fuck it. I need to work. I'll bartend. Thinking it's going to be, you know, they're going to drink a lot. Mm-hmm. First of all, they don't drink. They don't drink. Okay. They all drink like water and stuff because they want to be like. Very fully present. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's okay. I, get it. I don't drink. I get it. So it was, I could never not drink well, and do that. from uh-huh. a bartender standpoint, it sucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. I made so. no money. <laughs> so my first experience was this woman comes with a guy, has a saddle on his back. She's riding him around <laughs> the dance naked? floor. But he's like standing up. Not Are like they on all fours. He, no, he's got like a little leather chaps. Thing. Yeah, but he but was, with his cock hanging yeah, out. Yeah, but these aren't like <laughs> hot, gorgeous-looking people. All right. So <laughs> she comes over to the bar, gets off, dismounts off this guy. Is she and naked? And she goes, "Wait, is she naked?" No, she's got like boots on, and she has like pants, like riding pants, and like a like a bikini style top. How it's, like, old leather. are these people? They are in their forties and fifties. They're in their forties mm-hmm. and their fifties. So. And you're in college. Yeah, I'm like 19, 20. And I was just like, this is fucked up. So she Because they were old or because they were riding like the saddle? Like if they were 22, <laughs> would it have been hot? I don't know. That's a little I, scary. I, when you're 19 to be seeing yeah, like if grandparents. Yeah, I saw a bunch of hot people Grandparents riding. having sex yeah. in a bar. Like that's scary. So she comes over to the bar with her horse. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he's doing all horse noises and stuff. And she goes, oh, can I get um, some water for my horse? Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, whatever. I'm fucking here. I'll do it. So I poured a cup of water and I gave it to her. And she looked at me you like. started lapping No, it. she looked at me and she goes, oh, silly. Horses can't drink out of cups. I was like, bitch, it's a fucking guy with a mask on. So I had to fill up my tip bucket with water. Did she tip you for that? No. I gave her the tip bucket and this guy went over the corner and like drank Was it a it. regular college bar? No, it was a nightclub in downtown Hort- uh, Hartford. Yeah, that isn't even that is even a, beyond it was a, this. It was this a would, dance club. Okay, but this doesn't sound like this kind of bonded shit. That just sounds like yeah, a weird no, fetish. No, 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 no. They had 
horseplay. <laughs> that sounds funny, right? Horseplay. Yeah. They had horseplay. They had like flogging. Um, they had. It was like a like was the night being hosted at the lounge or yeah. These? You had oh. to pay to get in. Oh, okay. And it was on a Sunday and Sunday night, so it wasn't like the club was regularly open. Right. So it wasn't like, hey, I'm gonna go watch the game. <laughs> this is a fucking fat bitch getting smacked by a guy. No, it was closed. And you had to come, and they had, like like the guy said, trade shows. Mm-hmm. They had people selling stuff. It was just, it's too much. On top of all the stuff you got to do in life, it's just like, I just want to get laid and go home. Yeah, no, I think sex is, there's so many things to do during sex that are so much fun that I don't know why you need to add, like, writing essays into it. I think that just, <laughs> that would just, that's like a cock block to me. Kathy, when we get off the show, I want you to write an essay. <laughs> Yeah, you could go. And don't it. yell I, at me. I was not texting before. I, was I know. Just, I'm sorry. That I'm was just so moving. Rude to me. Yeah, but um, with the caller, he's probably like, "Oh, this guy really thinks I'm boring." <laughs> no, he was probably like, "Oh, she should probably be a dom." <laughs> he was probably turned off because <laughs> yeah. he knew I'm not a submissive bitch. Um, I don't care. But you're right. Absolutely, I apologize. No worries. And if you have accepted. to text, sometimes you do, and I shouldn't say those things to you. So whatever I find, per, like, listen, I'm like not the average person. I'm so curious. It's like maybe a sickness. I'm like obsessed with Google. Um, that's all I ever do. I love to know about everything and anything, not just sex stuff. I mean, that's what we talk about a lot here on the show, but I like to know about everything. Um, but these kind of things are fascinating. So for me, I felt like you were checking out a little bit with him. You weren't I that did. interested. That's fine. Because you're more normal. Okay. And I think, but for me, I'm interested in everything. I could have talked to him for another, you know, hour and a half. I don't know anything about the world. I probably never will. It's not even that I care about it, but I just find How would it you interesting. not know anything about the world? You've what traveled you a lot. No, that world, oh, the dominatrix world. world. You don't want to know world. about that world. Yes, I do. I find it interesting. It's his world. It's real. It exists. So let's do some R&D one night. Let's go to the trapeze club. No, I don't necessarily. I Smells feel like, in here. I'm leaving. No, I feel like there's probably a very small percentage of the, of any one of those kind of like hardcore populations that are doing it in a very healthy way. I think you probably meet some swingers that it's just like a real, like a swingers or dominant. Like, I don't think anything's wrong with any of those things. I just think most of it is really dark and sort of dirty. But I think that there's some people that do it that aren't. And it's just a healthy sort of part of their life. And it's okay. But I think it's the darkness and the creepy weirdos that I would not be interested in. So I have no desire to get that into it. I used to go, I had a boyfriend once who we went to a nude beach. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing. It's this world, right? And uh, you go there and it was like very nudie everything like it was it was like you get there and people invite you to nudie vacations and nudie picnics and everyone's very into being nude. And it was hot and I I was a turn on and it was a lot of things, but I just didn't want to take it to that, you know, to that next level to me. That was too. But I didn't even I quit brownies like I don't like any kind of group anything. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm just not into group anything, whether it's nudie groups or brownies. Yeah, I did. I thought it was so effing weird. Like it was like everyone like you had to walk around with can. I remember. I don't know if this is like some weirdo memory or if it's Brownies true, was but like I think no. I really grade. think I don't care. I was weird to me. <laughs> you had to like walk around with candles and you got badges and it was like all this groups. It was so creepy, like a cult. I didn't like it, and I quit to join the boys' club. It wasn't just a boys' club, but like you could do puzzles and go swimming there and. Yeah, I quit brownies. I've never been a group person. I don't like to engage in any kind of group activities. I don't want to go to picnics. I I don't even like to go to other people's parties. Unless I'm hosting something, I'm just not interested. I guess that's why you're on Freak Flag Radio. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm the host. Of Freak Flag Radio. Yeah. 
So that's it. So I found him interesting. I, you know, love all these people that are called. It's fascinating to me. But I think you're a good gauge of, like, you know, maybe the normal person. Yeah. I mean, it was just too much. I mean... Okay, it's not your thing, but it's his thing, and he's into it. I didn't tell him like, and we couldn't give him advice. But I think my advice, I think what he didn't, what he failed to hear, which uh, he's not that smart, is that my advice was to get that shit shit in the backyard. Yeah, get that (laughs) shit out of your trunk. Seriously, he's totally gonna get. It's not even if he gets caught. It's when he, I believe, when he dies, that stuff is gonna be in there, and then his wife and kids are gonna have to deal with that memory. And if not the public, we don't know how successful he is. If that shit gets out, and he's like, yeah, save the family from the black eye of your and your own reputation when you're dead in the ground. Do you want to? What do you want to be remembered for? Being a great dad and a great businessman, a good provider, or being busted dead with cocaine and 16 year olds in thailand no you don't want that no you don't because people make a mockery of that because people think it's a joke so you know i'm gonna set up my service i will maybe offer it to him i think i do like a million dollar retainer and then a monthly fee and that's why we have to have like private jets and shit because we gotta like fly out and clean up those i'm more excited about that Listen, there's like top 1% of men that have that oh, kind of money or God. living those kind of lives. And $1 million isn't a lot of money to them. And I'm sure that they would have no problem paying it. Okay. Okay. I'm, that's, I'm going to work on that. I'm, I, I'm here. All right. Till next time. I don't know who are. No, I have a guy that's supposed to call. I can't even pronounce his name. Um, it's some sort of Indian name. And he's 19 years old. He says he's a 19 year old black guy. And he's looking to figure out how to masturbate longer. And I've just started Googling because I don't even know what that means. What do you mean? Like for a guy? Because it's a guy, right? Girls and guys jerk off differently. Like for you, if someone says I need to masturbate longer, what does that mean to you? Like, does he mean he wants to not take like cum so quickly? Yeah, he wants to prolong. But uh, when you're 19, how long does 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 the sensitivity of your ween like take like go you know get stronger oh, as you get God, older? The first right? time it happens, it's like one second. It, no, it, but it's like the feeling is so intense. Right. But now when you get older, right, if you're married or something. You, Forget about that. I'm talking about just when you're jerking off. This has nothing to do with sex. Yeah, you wanted to. I don't know. I, I think when you get older, you just want it to go quicker. Just come on. Give me he that He doesn't, though, Tommy. I need to know when you're 19, do you have issues? Do you remember having issues? Absolutely. So it I, goes I, I too fast? It, um, but it, it is. It's, uh, what, what, what's it called? Premature ejaculation. Premature ejaculation. When you jerk off? I don't know. I, this is my whole point is let's Maybe not discuss this oop. too much now. Okay. Let's discuss it next time. But, you know, I get all of my information from Google. It's like Google University for me because <laughs> I don't really know. I don't know anything about this. But you're a guy, and you jerked off, and you were 19. And so think of some um, ideas about how he could jerk off longer if we, uh, you know, I don't even know what that means. But we'll find out next time, next week. You got it. Okay, bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.